Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnke, and as always, I'm here with Jess Perkins. Hello, Jess. Hello. I wish I was never born. <laughs> well, someone hopefully that does wish they were born, <laughs> and we're glad that they are born because that means they could join us as a special guest this week. It's Michelle Brazier. Hello. Hello, Michelle. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm the only one who's going to clap for our guest. Thank you. Thank you. I'll clap as well. Yeah. That, thank you. Oh, welcome. So great to have you here. Thank you. It's good to be here. We've plucked you from the depths of your Edinburgh Fringe run. Yes. Brought you back in time to Melbourne. Yes. And let me tell you, now that I'm back in time, I <laughs> wish that I stretched more now because I am tired then. Yeah. 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 It makes I'm one think. week in yeah. and I'm tired. And how many standing ovations have you had? One week. What in. date is this? The, the ninth? ninth? I've had nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's bold, I like it. Yep. I've had nine. Mm-hmm. That's the yep. So I assume it's sold out for the entire season. Right, but in. just in case it isn't, people yes. should look it up to make sure it's not. Oh, double check, yes. Yeah, right? <laughs> Do double check. Yeah, yeah double check that. <laughs> doobly, doobly, chick choose. Choo, choo, choo. And what time are you on? Seven? Yeah. O'clock. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think it's seven. Yeah. Around seven. I was going to guess th- 30, but you know. I think, no, I think it's seven. 7 at Gilded Balloon. At the Gilded Balloon. At the Gilded Balloon. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And you've got a few weeks, a couple of weeks of shows left at this stage. Yes, until the end of August. And that's 2023, if anybody's listening. This is 2023. August of 2025, and yes. we're long dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, humanity or just the three of us? Three of us. Three of us. What we happened? Passed. Oh, mate. You Big submarine accident. Oh, yeah. dear. Yeah. With just three of us on Just board. the three of us, yeah. Wow. I'm building it. <laughs> the deepest podcast. I wonder what that record would be. That's why I'm building it. It can't be that deep. Like, I don't. I reckon you could do that quite easily. Okay, like at the do bottom. You, we could do it in the bath. 
probably. <gasps> Should we do a podcast in the bath? Or I know this isn't my podcast, least. but like, what if we did it in the bath? Yeah, okay, we could. Do you have a bath that could fit all three of us? Yeah. Like, I mean, not com- like comfortably, but <laughs> <Not> like, <laughs> I don't think like Matt couldn't get in. He's got, he's too long. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. But the three of us squished up. Matt could yes. zoom in from his own bath because he loves a bath. Matt loves- could zoom in from a bath. Remember that zoom we did when we were all losing our minds, Jess mm-hmm. Perkins mm-hmm. during the pandemic mm-hmm. in the lockdown where everyone started, we were dressed in a theme, which was tennis. Yeah. Well, it was like country club. <laughs> and then we, we dressed like wealthy people from country clubs. <laughs> well, and then we, we, had, we had cocktails, like Pims, I assume. Yeah. yeah we all went and bought. Pims had Pims in our homes and yep. then ended the Zoom. Everyone got in their individual baths. Even like, and I didn't have a bath. I had a budding storage tub, <laughs> and I got into the big budding storage tub. And Tim got into the smaller budding storage tub in our second bathroom, and he joined the Zoom. And that was the moment I realised I loved him. <laughs> that was the moment <laughs> we were about five years in, <laughs> and I thought, no, I do like him. I like him. He's quite funny. <laughs> also available to see in my Edinburgh Fringe show. Oh, also, you can see. You can see um, the Bunning storage tub that I was bathing in. In that, there's a bit about it in the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know you'd actually upgraded to a real bath. I was still imagining. I've in got the a tub, real so bath. Yeah, no, I've moved to a place with a real bath. That's why I thought all three of us were getting to the top. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it in the show, and I was like, we're not getting in there. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised how easy it is to get into a Bunning storage. I mean, I really was quite shocked at how easy and how pleasurable <laughs> my experience was <laughs> in that budding storage tub, big storage, yeah. 80 litres. Fantastic. 80 litres is a lot of litres. That's fantastic. You, know. you can, you're in, you're in there, you know, you're, you're a little squished, yeah. but it's good. It gets a bit cold. You pour it out, you fill it up again. <laughs> <laughs> you do have to pour out those 80 litres. That's part of Oh, yeah, it's no plug. It's a real balancing, yeah, no plug. Yeah, true. That's the best yeah. part. I've just realised the best part of a bath is the plug. The plug is so important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An important feature of the bath. Um, Dave, why don't you explain to people what we're doing here today? What we do here is we take it in turns to report on a topic often suggested to us by one of the listeners. We go away, we do a bit of research, we bring it back to the group in the form of a report while the other two people chat along. Yeah. We should mention Matt is away on holiday this week, so... He's not here. He's not just being very awkwardly quiet in yeah. the corner of you. But that would be believable. <laughs> yeah. If you thought that was the case, you're not, you, you know, like you're not that far off. All right, He's he just is, being shy. He is here. I forgot to turn his microphone <laughs> on. Uh, but it's Jess's turn to report on a topic this week. And Jess, we always start with a question. Do yep. you have a question for us? I do. My question is, which Disney princess was modelled on and voiced by Irene Bedard? Is it Pocahontas? It is Pocahontas. Yes. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I was going to say, yes. Little Mermaid, is she a princess? Yeah, they're all Disney princesses. I'm a princess. Are you a princess, Dave? I am. A, we're all Disney princesses. We are all, we're all Disney, Disney princesses. princesses. Oh, but Pocahontas. Pocahontas. There you go. Here's something fun. I am very distantly related to the real Pocahontas. No way. Yes. No. Yes. Wow. Yes. How did you find that out? My auntie told me <laughs> and I didn't verify it. <laughs> you just went, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I know we have like some South American. That's not that far away from the other America. Listen, I should Google it. Yeah, but I think there is a family tree thing that you got. Uh, anyway, I'm sure it's somewhere in there. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Well, how fortuitous that we've had you on this episode. Yeah. Me. A real-life Pocahontas. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's been suggested by quite a few people, and the Patreons voted for this topic as well because, yeah, I'm going to talk about the real Pocahontas. Toot toot. Um, and it's been suggested by Jared Schaefer from Ohio, Nick Malthouse from Mount Gambia, Charlotte Stevenson from Liverpool, Hazel Liverpool. Jaggers 
from uh, Hailsham and Sandy Ty from Ballarat. I've been to Ballarat. I've been there too. Wow, I've been there as well. My grandma lives there. And what? Like heaps of my cousins. How did she get that? Oh, uh, like she auditioned. It was like it was ages ago. Oh, you know? did she get discovered? Yeah, <gasps> headhunted. Yeah, for in the street at the mall to live in Ballarat. at Sports Girl. Yeah, at Sports Girl. I always when I go to Sports Girl when I was little, I thought I would get headhunted to be a model. <laughs> That's what Sports Girl meant to you. It was like, yeah. I'm about to be discovered. In Wagga. Did you just walk around? They're like, Yeah, um, I'd like strut around. Excuse me, uh, miss, you've been in Sports Girl for six hours? Yeah. No, can we like, help you? Yeah. Yeah, you can help me. Take be me. Be a star. To the stage. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. What do you mean? But that's how, I mean, that's why you're in Edinburgh right now. You, I got ahead Sports Girl brought you over to and Edinburgh. Sports Girl sponsored me. <laughs> it's, I'm produced by Sports Girl. <laughs> International <laughs> listeners, Sports Girl has nothing to do with sport. Um, no, that it's a it's a fashion ch- retail chain. It's, it's your Forever Twenty Ones. Yeah, mm. yeah, yep. It's your it's your um uh your t- your top shop. Yeah, they got makeup palettes and All and kinds. little hair clips. Oh, good. and good sunnies. Good fun, isn't it? Bit of fun. Bit of fun at Sports Girl. Bit of fun. <laughs> Um, thank you, Sports Girl. We will take your money. Thank you so much, Sports Girl. So, Pocahontas. Yes. Um, here's a basic plot of the Disney movie. Great. It's been a long time since I've seen it, I must right. admit. I rewatched it and I was like, oh boy. Um, well, so the well, the most well-known depiction of the story of Pocahontas is the 1995 Disney film. So this is sort of the plot of that film. In the early 1600s, English settlers travel from London to the New World with hopes of adventure, finding gold, and creating settlement. In the Powhatan tribe in Virginia, Pocahontas, the daughter of Chief Powhatan, fears being possibly wed to Cocoam, a warrior who she sees as too serious for her own free-spirited personality. After having a dream about a spinning arrow, Pocahontas visits Grandmother Willow, a spiritual talking willow tree, that alerts her to the arrival of the English. Meanwhile, uh, Captain John Smith, voiced by Mel Gibson. Oh, that's right. Mel Gibson. It's, it's a bad choice for him. <laughs> it's so weird hearing Mel Gibson. And also, all of his crew, like the entire crew is English. He's American, but voiced by what? Mel Gibson in the mid-90s when he could still comfortably do an Australian accent because he yeah. grew up here and he'd just done Gallipoli. When was, did uh, Gallipoli come out? I don't know. Um... So why not? Why not just make him do an English accent? Why is Why is Captain John Smith American? Was John Smith American? No. Wow. He just couldn't do an English accent. Yeah, Maybe. I reckon that's the answer. Yeah. That's uh, so funny. Mel Gibson was like, "I'll do Mel Gibson, thank you." Yeah. If, what? You, if you want people to believe it's Mel Gibson, okay, Gallipoli came out in 1981. It had been a while. <laughs> um, so- I think if you're an actor and you can't do general British, yeah, fuck off. Agreed. You're you're not an actor. Yeah. You have to be able to do at least. A general British, yeah. I mean, you ge- and honestly, you like uh, with a lot of accents, a lot of characters. You kind of need just a line to get into them. Like a Jason Statham, you need. What makes you think I'd risk my life for <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, right. And so, like it, general English, just do anything from Harry Potter. Anything, or anything. worse, expelled, and you're in. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. She exactly. needs to sort out her priorities. You know, you're in. <laughs> Lucky Hermione pays attention in herbology. Wingardium Leviosa, you're there. Leviosa, not Leviosa. You know, it's Easy. right there. I could do this entire thing mm-hmm. with the general British yeah. and you wouldn't know. <laughs> you would think I'd just gone on a jaunt. <laughs> I, you know, I I could, 
a Phoebe Waller Bridge, you know, yeah, uh, and, and 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 Nigella. Um, mm-hmm. It's obvious. Microwave. Microwave. <laughs> you know, have some fucking culture. Dumb. It's fine. It's fine. Now, nah, good on him. Good on you, Mel. Good Gibson. on you, Mel Gibson. <laughs> Sorry to pick on the little guy. Yeah. <laughs> perfect hey, in what's every- he ever done? Exactly, perfect in every other way. <laughs> so anyway, Captain John Smith, um, he goes off exploring the wilderness. He's having a bit of a look around this, mm. this new world and he comes across Pocahontas. They quickly bond, fascinated by each other's worlds. I'm sure they were. And end up falling in love. Do they just chat in the movie? I can't remember. Um, initially she sort of hides the fact that she can speak English. Baffling that she can, to be honest. Okay. Um, <laughs> she uh, went to school. Yeah. Okay. She went to school for it. She got Duolingo. And they kind of, well, originally he's going to shoot her because he's there to to kill. That's what he's there to do. Which is, that's realistic. Most of the that's others the are like, we're going to find some gold if we come across some savages. Mm, good. And he's like, leave them to me. I'll kill them. I've killed Fuck. heaps of them before. Oh, okay, great. What Which a cool really guy, cool. don't you think? So he's hiding behind a waterfall as she sort of like skips across one time and he jumps out to shoot her. And then he's like, wait, she's a babe. <laughs> <laughs> and then he doesn't shoot her. So ladies, <laughs> it pays to be hot. Pays to be hot. <laughs> Disgusting. Anyway, but like, you know, we're looking at this through a modern lens, you guys. He jumps yeah. out and he says, have you heard of Sports Girl? <laughs> you could be a Sports Girl model. <laughs> you would love it. Anyway, they become friends. They fall in love. After a fight between settlers and natives, Powhatan orders the natives to stay away from the Englishmen, but Pocahontas and John continue to meet up. Both sides find out about this budding relationship and a fight breaks out. Kokowam attacks and attempts to kill John, but a young settler, Thomas, voiced by Christian Bale, <laughs> <laughs> intervenes and kills Coco. Now, which of his many accents is he doing? He is doing English right. and he does not sound like Christian Bale. Wow. It's crazy. That's exciting. He sounds so I mean it was a long it was a long time ago. Mm. He's probably just younger. Mm. But, but I'm like God, Christian Bale. But that's his, is that his real voice? I always find it very confusing when he's he speaks English. Yeah. Mm. When he interviews you go, that's not what you sound like. <laughs> that's not you. Stop it. Stop it Stop, it. You Stop making out. fun of the interviewer by putting on this silly voice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, Billy I, I, Connolly's also in it. Oh, fantastic. Which is fun. Can't argue with him. Um, what was that bit of plot there? He, someone nearly died? Thomas kills Kokoam. Okay. So Kokoam is attacking John. Mm. Thomas intervenes because right at the start of the film, Thomas goes overboard. John saves him. Now Thomas is saving John's life. So he right. kills Kokoam. Oh. John's like, get out of here before the rest of this tribe comes. They're gonna, they'll kill yeah, you. You've just killed someone. Enraged at Kokom's death, Powhatan angrily berates Pocahontas for leaving the village and declares war on the English, beginning with John's execution at dawn. Yeah, they're the ones that did the war. Yeah, it's their That's fault. It. This is how I remember it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Thomas has made it back to the English settlers and tells them of John's capture, and they rally together to go fight the native people. Morning comes, and Powhatan and his tribe drag John to a cliff for his execution. Meanwhile, Ratcliffe, who's the the um, governor, Daniel Daniel Ratcliffe, <laughs> Ratcliffe, <laughs> Ratcliffe, you dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's General Ratcliffe. He's a classic Disney bad guy. He leads the armed colonists to fight Powhatan's warriors. Just as Powhatan is about to execute John and start the war, Pocahontas intervenes, throwing herself onto John and finally convincing her father to end the fighting between the two groups and spare John's life. She, like, throws herself onto oh, – realistically as well, you're watching it and, and her dad is, like, mid-swing and then she sort of jumps on. And, like, logically, you're like, physics, that it wouldn't work. She'd get hit. She'd get hit. You know, he's he not in a position. Stop. He can't stop. 
But he does. And is it with an axe or something? It's like with a big club. Oh, ow. Yeah, it wouldn't be nice. Um, so she like puts her head on top of John's and is like, if you're going to kill him, you got to kill me. <laughs> Dad's like, all right. Puts her head on top of John's. <laughs> oh, we got a, we got a twofer. Because <laughs> he's kind of like got his head on the side and she just puts her head on, on top. Oh yeah, that's beautiful. And every, and she's like, I love him. And everybody's like, the fuck? <laughs> and the, the English are like, whoa. And the um, Native Americans are like, whoa. And like the little animated animals are like, what? Because they understand English as well. <laughs> I love the animals. And they're all, Eva's here. They're all speaking English the whole time. It makes a lot of sense. Anyway, the Voyager's leader, General Ratcliffe, the bad guy, orders his men to attack anyway, but they refuse. They're like, Billy Connolly says, but they don't want to fight. <laughs> Yes, um, Billy Connolly. <laughs> love it. Um, <laughs> and he's just doing Billy Connolly's voice? He's just doing Billy Connolly, yeah. He's doing you don't Billy. hire Billy and then say, do general British. <laughs> yeah. You don't say, can you do Harry Potter? Can you do a Harry Potter voice? Billy, could you just, could you do, could you do something different? Stephen Fry, can you do Stephen Fry? Could you do Stephen Fry, please? He was unavailable. You go, give us full Billy. Yeah. Thank you very much. Mm. But they don't want to fight. It's like that. Because <laughs> it's a Disney movie, so it's, you know, all the lines are very... Oh, exaggerated, and it's fun. It is fun. Um, so they're refusing. They're like, we're not fighting them. They don't want to fight. But Ratcliffe fires his musket at Powhatan, and John sees all this happen, leaps in front of the bullet, takes the takes the bullet, wow. saves the chief. Wow. John's he's nursed back to health by the tribe, but he has to return to England for his to get medical care. John asks Pocahontas to come with him, but she chooses to stay with her tribe and to help keep the peace. John leaves without Pocahontas, but Powhatan says, um, you're welcome here anytime. You can return anytime. You're you're part. You're one of us. Right. All you had to do was Take risk your life for me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're all right, kid. <laughs> was that a state cup reference? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the end, Pocahontas stands atop a cliff, watching the ship carrying John as it departs. That's beautiful. Mm. Is that the end of the movie? That's the end of the movie. Wow. It's a beautiful and romantic tale of love conquering all and bringing people together. I mean, a lot of violence for, a, you know, a, a Disney cartoon from the 90s. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. Apparently, like, some of the songs, uh, in a modern lens, some of the songs' lyrics, you kind of like, ooh. But even back then, they were sort of trying to, I don't know, give, what am I trying to say? They were, like, trying to show what a, what a ridiculous opinion they were having of these Native Americans, of sort of like, you know, yeah. So it's it's, yeah. it's in a modern lens it's it's yuck but it's it's kind of purposefully yuck I guess um so yeah it's a love story but it's also largely untrue oh, um, sad. oh. which is fine because it's a Disney movie um made for children um but it's not great at telling the story of a real person's life I don't think I realized for a very long time that Pocahontas was a real person mm. and she in fact was but it's actually likely that Pocahontas wasn't even her real name. <laughs> okay, they've really done a real rebrand yeah. there. <laughs> what, what bits of the story did they keep? Well, she's still she is referred to as that, but um, William Stith, who was a historian in the 1700s, said her real name, it seems, was originally Mataox or Mataoka, um, according to other sources, um, which the Native Americans carefully concealed from the English and changed it to Pocahontas out of a superstitious fear, lest they, by the knowledge of her true name, should be enabled to do some sort of hurt. I don't really... They just didn't want them to know her real name. That's fair. I wouldn't tell them anything. Yeah. I don't think yeah. you should. So they, they just... Pocahontas, I think, was a nickname, um, a childhood nickname meaning either 
little wonton or sometimes some people interpret it as playful one. So it was a nickname, Pocahontas. Oh, cute. Her birth year is unknown. It's thought to be around 1596 and she was the daughter of Chief Powhatan who was the paramount chief of an alliance of about 30 groups in the Tidewater region of present-day Virginia. So he was like top chief. Now little is known about Pocahontas' mother and there are a few theories about her identity and status. Some assume that she would have had a fairly lowly status in the tribe. Um, It has been theorised that she died in childbirth. There was an Englishman named Henry Spellman who was only about 14 when he arrived in Virginia and he was basically given by John Smith to a village of native people with the agreement being that he would learn the Powhatan language and become an interpreter. Oh. <laughs> he just he was given. Given. Yeah. You can have him. You can have this guy. They'd arrived about two weeks earlier and they go on this like little expedition and he essentially is like, here, you go live with them, <laughs> learn the language, and then wow. you can interpret for us. And I th- I believe I in some things I read, like the Native Americans essentially gave a young person to the, the English settlers as well for the to same thing. To do the thing. same thing. They did yeah, a boy yeah. swap. Yeah, they did a boy swap. <laughs> So I'll swap you. Yeah. I'll swap you that yeah. boy for this boy. Oh, my boy's worth two of your boys. Oh, <laughs> Look at him. All Look right. at him. All right, all right. Yes, you're right. You give me this little piece of shit boy. <laughs> this boy has psoriasis. <laughs> I don't have the relevant creams for this boy. I can't help this. If you're gonna give me the boy, you gotta give me the creams. I can't be expected to source creams for this boy. <laughs> one boy, one cream. You know the rule. <laughs> Be uncomfortable here. He can't be, you know, he's itching. He's not going to learn. <laughs> He'll be distracted by the itching. And that's fair. That's fine. So just give me the cream. Give me the cream, mate. Hand over the cream. Honestly. So he would then serve as a messenger between the two communities and facilitate trades and other communications. I, I got really, I got really lost in his, uh, Wikipedia page for a little bit because I was like, that's <laughs> wild. But anyway, the reason I bring him up is that because in his writings, he noted that when one of the Paramount's chief's many wives gave birth, after she'd given birth, she was returned to her place of origin, could be within like any of those 30 smaller tribes, and she'd be supported by the Paramount chief until she found another husband. Oh. So that's possible as well. It's like he's got many, many wives for giving him lots of kids. Okay. And then like... I support you until you find somebody else. Someone else else to support you. Thank you for letting me rent your uterus for a bit. Right. Listen, as far as that sort of thing goes, at least she had a bit of support, I guess. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't volunteer for the program. And that's okay. You don't have to. I'd rather be in the boy swap. (laughs) Yeah. The boy swap program sounds really good. We had a boy swap, I think. We had a Japanese boy come and stay with us for a bit. Yeah, there you go. It's just an exchange type thing. It's an exchange. And you you really immerse yourself in the language, which is the best way to learn any language. Absolutely. I learned Japanese from the man. Did you? Well, the boy. He was a boy. He didn't have psoriasis. (laughs) He didn't come with a cream, but he did help me with my Japanese. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) That means yes. <laughs> Sucked in if you didn't understand. And did you help him with his English, do you think? Or Yeah, which means no. <laughs> <laughs> um the the Mataponi reservation, uh, the people that are descendants of the Powhatans, their oral tradition claims that Pocahontas's mother was the first wife of Powhatan and that Pocahontas was named after her. So there's kind of a few different theories about who Pocahontas' mother was, but we don't mm, know for right. sure. My auntie's theory is seeming further and further away from true. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Feels like it's not true. We don't even know who her mother is. Yeah. <laughs> like, we like, don't know who she is. I'm like, oh, I'm related to her. I'm related. percent. <laughs> One. No question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really just didn't look it up. And I kind of forgot about it until you just said it just now. Yeah. It's one of those. But I think especially as when you're a younger person, you just believe the the things your family say. Yeah, And then you get a bit older and you're like, 
has anybody looked into that? And they're like, yeah. nah, it's grandma said it one time. So, yeah, we all just accept that. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got some family stuff uh, that, yeah, there's some stuff that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's that side, is it? Are you sure? <laughs> there's some, uh, yeah, there's some, definitely some secrets. Uh, we're, we're looking into them, into them, we're looking into them. Oh, exciting. Yeah. We'll do a report on Michelle's genealogy one day. <laughs> be good fun. So we don't really know much about her mother. What we do know is that Pocahontas is most famously linked to colonist John Smith, who arrived in Virginia with 100 other settlers in April 1607. Um, the colonists settled on the James River and their little town was called Jamestown. Oh, okay. like the massacre. No, Jonestown, different, <laughs> different, different and town. way earlier. And before. So this is original Jonestown. This is the original Jonestown. Wow, so original that it was pronounced James back then. Yeah, That's yeah. amazing. Language yeah, they say words change over time. It's so interesting. It's so interesting. Mm. Language. Over the following months, they had several encounters with the native people. Some of those encounters were friendly, others were hostile. A hunting so party. So the, the friendly bit was the boy swap. Obviously. The boy swap, that boy went pretty swap. well. Yeah. That always um, goes well. Yeah. And then other times they were like. I'm doing a boy swap in Edinburgh. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm swapping Tim for another boy. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. Let Tim spread his wings a little bit. Yeah. Learn another language. Yeah. <laughs> swap, swap. And Tim comes home just full Scottish. His grandmother's Scottish, so he, you know, I need to immerse him. But is she there. actually Scottish or is that just something <laughs> so his family just says? Said she was Scottish <laughs> and he just believed it. Yeah. <laughs> she was born there, but, you know, who knows? Come yeah. Yeah. Could be a lie. He does have, have ginger you, hair. Have you seen a birth certificate though? Do I, we know she do was born Do you know what? There? I think we do have the birth certificate because we're trying to get uh, the uh, visa. But yes. Oh, okay. But it could be faked. It could be faked. Could be faked. Oh, I wouldn't but put I hope that it's past real. grandma. I hope it's real because I want to get married specifically because I want him to wear a kilt. Like I'm not interested in getting married or being a wife or having a wedding, but I want him to wear a kilt. So I'm happy to spend like twenty grand or whatever it is. Okay. To see him in a kilt. Yeah. Can we just get him a kilt? Yes. Would that be easy? Yes, the thing is yes. that kilts on their own cost twenty one thousand dollars. That is so it. But for a wedding, to ha- it comes cheaper to in have the, the package. Yeah. It's one of those weird comes things. In the package. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. castle. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's really good. That's exciting. It's so good. Yeah. Um, there was a hunting party led by uh, Powhatan's brother, captured Smith while he was out exploring near the Chickahominy River. Okay. Also, I meant to look up more of the pronunciations. I'm I'm definitely butchering it, and I'm I'm so sorry. That's okay. But l- go back a few episodes, listen to Matt speaking French, <laughs> and I think you'll agree that at least I'm saying the letters. Uh huh. Yeah. And he, but he can't hear that he's not saying a word, <laughs> but he's gesturing and making like a honking there sound. There are some English noise, some English words that Matt says that he can't. That's hear true. That he's not saying the word. That's true. And we love him. I say that with love. And we wish him and well. with a full awareness that he's not here to defend himself. Yeah, it doesn't mm. feel right, does it? No. Well, he is. I just won't turn that microphone on. <laughs> <laughs> he's swearing black and blue. Yeah. Oh, come on. Get me in there. So John Smith's captured by... By the brother of... Powhatan. Oh, my goodness. So I guess Pocahontas' uncle. Mm-hmm. Writing about the encounter a few months later, Smith recalled a great feast followed by a long talk with Powhatan, presumably through the teenage interpreter Smith had handed over to strangers. <laughs> Do that boy. <laughs> Do that boy. Um, he offered Smith rule of the town of Kappa- what? Uh, Kappahosic. Which That's was, so generous. Yeah, which was close to his capital and in Encyclopedia Virginia... Margaret Williamson Huber theorised that this decision from Powhatan was hoping to keep Smith and his men nearby and better under control. That's smart. Keep an eye on him. Treat him nice. Keep him nice. Yeah. You know, that theory Mm, that more flies with honey. 
Enemies close. Enemies close. Uh. Glenn close. Glenn close. Okay, we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's quite, I mean, I was imagining when he's being captured, they're like, he's at risk of being killed or whatever, but they're like, he's having a nice feast. Yeah. He's being offered. Having a chat. A town. Lovely. A town. <laughs> yeah, captured. Yeah. I'd love to be captured. <laughs> but many years, many years later in 1616, Smith wrote about this capture again and in this new account, he included a detail he hadn't previously. Um, so the writing a couple of months after the capture described a nice dinner and a chat, but years later he described a threat to his life. What? <laughs> okay, yeah. The chicken was off. <laughs> <laughs> this is what he wrote. At the minute of my execution. <laughs> like, but, Sir, hang on. You said you had they fed you and yeah. you had a chat and now they're executing you. mean executing you? the contract to take over this town that they've given you? Feels like you're lying. And this is where he mentions Pocahontas. He says, She hazarded the beating out of her own brains to save mine, and not only that, but so prevailed with her father that I was safely conducted to Jamestown. So essentially he said Pocahontas like saved him, like pre- protected him. Oh, is that when the, the beating of the brain, do they interpret that as her putting her head on his as yeah, he's head about on to the be head. clubbed? That's head right. And he expects Expanded again in 1624, again years and years later. Two great stones were brought before Powhatan. Then as many as could lay hands on me dragged dragged him, me to them and thereon lay... Okay, hang on. <laughs> Some of it's in weird tenses and I'm trying to change it as I go. I'm just going to read it as it's written. They dragged him to them and thereon laid his head and being ready for their clubs to beat out his brains. Brains with an E-S at the end? Weird. Um, Ooh, Pocahontas, language. the king's dearest daughter with no entreaty, could prevail, got his head in her arms and laid her own upon his to save him from death. So, uh, yeah. She actually did that. Yeah. That fucking rules. She's so nice. What a nice person. Mm. But from Time magazine, he was brought before the great Powhatan where he encountered men with clubs ready, he thought, to beat out his brains. Suddenly Pocahontas intervened and put her head on his. In his 1624 General History of Virginia, Smith wrote that she risked her own life to save his, but modern scholars think she was probably playing a scripted role in some kind of adoption ceremony. Afterwards, oh. Powhatan called Smith his son. Oh! Uh, right, so when you're adopting a child, you Pretend almost beat their, their head to death of the club. Mm-hmm. You get your other child to put their head on their head. Yeah. And then they're the, your son. But see, because... Because That's how babies are born. <laughs> I've wondered, that I've is wondered crazy. I've wondered a lot. Ah, whoa. Yeah. I've been fucking. No. That's not it. That's, that's where you're going wrong. Oh, that's yuck. I know. <sighs> Sorry. That's really gross. Don't do that. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. Ugh. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I was just joking. I haven't done it. Ugh, oh, yuck. But I, was gonna, but I haven't Don't. Done. No, I won't. Yeah, never Sorry. do that. Sorry, <laughs> guys. Don't even joke Dave's about never that. done that. Of course. Yeah, I know. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yuck. Um, yeah, so it's possible... That it's just sort of a bit of a miscommunication and misunderstanding. There's there's oh. a, obviously a, a huge language barrier, even with their the boy. <laughs> even with the boy. <laughs> even with the boy. He's had to learn from scratch. But he's barely been there that long. Like, you can't learn the nuances of a language. <laughs> just by yeah. working it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Smith's kind of like, wow, she risked her life for me. And mm. maybe and she's she like, I'm in a play. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing a little play. She's, she's like, treading the boards. She's also... <laughs> You know, in the in the Disney film, she's late teens, like she's a young woman. Mm. In real life, at this stage, she's about ten years old. Okay, she's oh. a little girl. Oh, so she's just doing what you know, oh. probably we assume, just what is part of that ritual, oh. that ceremony. <laughs> oh no, it's okay. There's nothing. There's okay. nothing gross. <laughs> okay. She's just young. Okay, 
Nothing weird. She's okay. just young and talented. Great actor. Beautiful actor. Very convincing. Oh, yeah. Like a... Um, like the, a the love bit is made up. Oh, it's made up. Okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. So, yeah, early historians did establish that Pocahontas befriended John Smith and other colonists. She was very young, um, but she would go and visit the settlement and play games with the young boys that were there as well. The colonists struggled a lot with food supplies at various times during their early settlement, and a few of them wrote about Pocahontas's visits when the colonists were starving. They wrote, every once in, in four or five days, Pocahontas, with her attendants, brought Smith so much provision that saved many of their lives, that else for all this had starved with hunger. So essentially she would bring them food. She saved their lives. Yeah. Her like, tribe is very accommodating, can I say? They're so lovely. Yeah. yeah. And have I, this town, have this food. Yeah, I don't know very much about what happened there, but, you know, just reflecting on what happened in our country, I feel like they were nicer than the British probably deserved. It's yeah. just, a, just a general thought well oh yeah and some of the yep yeah yep yep you'll come yeah that's true (laughs) (laughs) that's true yeah they were nicer than um the english deserved and english were a bit shit Mm. that's not a hot take that's not a hot history has proven that a few times yeah it's just the history of it but if you are a brit come to my show (laughs) (laughs) not you just you the old one just you great greats greats yeah just them just that they were a product of their time yeah, you know, it's, it's different. Different. <laughs> Just buy a ticket. Just get a ticket and get that will- Get a ticket, will... you'll absolve. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. It'll be fine. In late 1609, John Smith was injured from a gunpowder explosion and returned to England for medical care. There's there's like there's dot points that do kind of match up with the, yeah. the movie. The movie's sort of taking a lot of creative license. But... I love that. Instead of taking a bullet for the chief, he had an accident. Yeah. He had, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had a whoopsie <laughs> and he had to return to England for medical care. The colonists apparently told the Powhatans that Smith was dead. I'm not sure if this was just a straight up lie or a miscommunication. Again- Big old language barrier. The boys hadn't had very much time. No, it's hard. And maybe the word for like just hurt going to get medical care is very similar to dead. Yeah. He's going to the NHS. Yeah. Yeah. Let her know that is. A and E. He needs some stitches. Do you guys have A and E? Do you have Coronation Street? (laughs) Coronation. Um, so I want to be on Coronation Street. Okay, well, maybe stop saying such ho- horrible things about the English. <laughs> I like the English well. now. I like them now. Because they're not colonising things. Yes, they're just staying put. <laughs> and they're Stay in your lane. Stay there. It's nice there. It's Going to France for the summer. Things like that. Things That's like that nice. That's nice. That is nice. I hope they. I hope Europeans appreciate the fact that they can just pop to another country for a weekend. I don't know if they do. Well, actually, my my um, UK manager sent an email to my manager because my manager in Australia just got out of a holiday, and she was like, "Where do Australians go? Do they go? Do they often go to Bali, or do you sort of holiday around Australia? I've, I've often wondered. <laughs> That's really funny. That's not so what she sounds funny. like. But um, I've often wondered. I've when often do the Australians <laughs> Sorry. choose to vacation? Julie Andrews is my UK management. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is your Ibiza? Where do you go? Um, but yeah, she was just like, "Where do you guys? Where are you going? Like, but you're so also, far away from everything. But there's also a lot of variety in Australia. Like, you can go from desert and rainforest yeah. and beach, lots of beach everywhere. City. City. So, so we it's it, it's easier to get variety and change. Mm. 
holidaying in our own country, but also, yeah, Bali, mostly Bali. I've never <laughs> been to Bali. Oh, either. babe, you've got to. You've got to go to Bali. you got to go to Bali. Girlies. Girlies. Let's get a villa. Let's get a villa. Let's get a villa. <laughs> Let's get a villa and a driver. Let's get a villa. Let's get a driver. Let's get a villa and a driver. We're going to go every day. We're going to have a breakfast. It's going to be cheap. It's going to cost $10. That's expensive. I want to go. It's- I want to go. Let it's- me go. Let's go. I'm like, do you want to go? Let's go. Let's go. We'll talk off pod. Let's go. All right. No one is looking at me when- Correct. No, conversation. No. Yeah, Correct. No, the girlies are getting a villa. I just want a buffet breakfast. That's all I want in this life. No. You can go to the RSL for that, mate. <laughs> we are going to Bali. Is that true? Can you get an RSL for a buffet breakfast? Some of them. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Probably have to, you might have to be a member or like you've got, always got to sign in. Mm. Yeah, I'll join the RSL. You have to sign in. Yeah, you got to sign Why in. Just show you your ID. In for? I don't know. Haven't spent enough what time are they doing ourselves? with that information? Mm. You should do a pod app on that. You should do a whole ourselves? investigative podcast on what are they doing with that information. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I reckon it's chemtrails. <laughs> okay. No offence. Eva just sighed at you. Yeah, she's had enough. <laughs> I talked to her about chemtrails a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she's really quite tired of it. That's Eva the dog. I don't know if we mentioned that. Yeah, we mentioned Eva's here. there. Um, okay, so... They think John Smith is dead. Pocahontas stopped visiting the colonists, which some people also like because John Smith wasn't there. But um, that could have also been because of what happened to her next. Oh. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So as the colonists expanded their settlement, the Powhatans felt that their lands were threatened and conflicts arose again in the summer of 1609. A few years later, in 1613, Captain Samuel Argyll saw a weakness in the opposition and made contact with the Patawomac tribe. They lived on the Potomac River and were not always particularly loyal to the paramount chief Powhatan. And it just so happened that the interpreter, Henry Spellman, was living with that tribe at the time. 
Through Spellman, Argyll learned that Pocahontas, daughter of Powhatan, was staying in one of the Padawomek villages under the protection of their leader, uh, Iopassus. Argyll pressured Iopassus to assist in Pocahontas' capture by promising an allegiance with the colonists against the Powhatans. Oh. Mm. He's like, you help us get the girl, then we help you against the big guy. Oh. Iopassus, with the help of his wives, tricked Pocahontas into boarding Argyll's ship. (gasps) There she was held for ransom. No. Argyll demanded the release of colonial prisoners held by her father, as well as the return of any stolen weapons or tools that the Powhatans had acquired. And Powhatan, he he did it. He returned the prisoners and the weapons and tools, but not enough weapons and tools. Oh. Okay. There was a standoff Oh, for a long time. They're like, no, you have more weapons and tools. Oh, no. Give them. So they have this standoff, a long one. Like a year. And she's stuck there. She's just sort on of. On the boat? Uh, I think, no, she's. Um, living with the, tr- the tribe, the new one. She's living with, like, colonists. She's with the English. Ah, oh, fuck. And you said the standoff is for a year. Yeah, about They're that. Like, Probably longer. Uh, we can wait. Hmm? Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. And the <laughs> Pelotons are like, here. we've given you the prisoners, we've given you the weapons. Like, what more do you want? And they're like, all the weapons. Oh, my God. All the weapons you have, give them. Um, so all the while, the colonists are keeping Pocahontas captive. Not much is known about her life in this captivity, I guess. Colonists wrote that she was well looked after, while Native American oral history claims she was abused. Mm. There's an anthropologist and historian, Helen Roundtree. She's like has written a lot about um, this time in Virginia and also Pocahontas and said that other historians have disputed that such oral traditions survived and instead argue that any mistreatment of Pocahontas would have gone against the interests of the English in their negotiations with Powhatan. A truce had been called, the Indians still far outnumbered the English, and the colonists feared retaliation. So she's like, it was in their best interest to look after her. Yeah, but then there's individuals acting in amongst the... Hmm. I just don't. I don't reckon it was good for her. No, I don't think so either. Mm-hmm. Um, we do know that during her time with the colonists, a Christian minister helped her improve her English and taught her about Christianity. Girlies in the boy swap. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was baptised into Christianity. Oh, cool. Which I'm sure was 100% her choice. Yeah. She was like, you know what, I think I want in. And he was like, oh, no, are you sure? Are you sure? Uh, she was re- like, yeah. Like, really? Wet me up, priest, let's go. <laughs> And she took her new Christian name, Rebecca. What? <laughs> what are now you she's talking about? She's Why don't they call the movie Rebecca? I agree. Mm. Beautiful name. Um, so she's Rebecca now. I'm just going to call her Pocahontas, but. She's- I'm going to call her Beck. Be- Becky. <laughs> Becky. Becky. That's mm. nice. Hostilities between the two groups escalated, and in March of 1614, a violent battle broke out. When Powhatan arrived, colonists allowed Pocahontas to speak with her father, who she hadn't seen for ages, and she apparently criticised her father for valuing her less than some old swords. Fair. Yeah, okay. She was like, you- you'll swap a full boy, but yeah. you won't. <laughs> you won't give over some more weapons yeah. to release me. So she said she preferred to stay with the colonists who loved her. Oh. Okay. okay. Becky, weird choice. It feels a little brainwashy, but it it does feel culty, doesn't it? Does feel yeah. a bit culty, a little we bit Stockholm syndrome-y. Mm. I don't know. But um, so she's like, "No, fuck you, Dad." Mm. Yeah, maybe. Listen, fair. Who knows? Mm. Maybe she had psoriasis. They had the cream. Yeah, 
If I had psoriasis, I'd stay with the cream. I would always stay with the cream. <laughs> That's good life advice, actually. Stay with the stay cream. With stay with the cream. Listen, first you get the money, then you get the girls, then you get the cream. Yeah. <laughs> That's the order, and it works every time. Money girls cream. <laughs> money girls cream at gmail.com. <laughs> don't take it. I'm taking it. Email me. <laughs> don't, 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 do money girls it. cream at gmail. <laughs> Um, now, remember Kokuam from the Disney movie, the boring warrior who her father wanted her to marry, but she was yes. like, I'm a free spirit, and he's serious. He's boring. He's like a maths guy. Yeah. And she's like, I'm really more of an art girl. Yeah. She loves books. He's like, I love to express myself through numbers. And she's like, Ugh. I like stories. <laughs> I like stories and pictures. Yeah. Okay. It's me and Tim. <laughs> he likes maths. He likes maths. <laughs> and I hate maths. <laughs> I know, I don't. I just don't understand maths. And that's an important narrative to reinforce. I just need a different way into mathematics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not that it's not for me. Yeah. It's just I need a different way. And maybe it was taught in a way that just wasn't wasn't right for me. It wasn't right for you. And I also hate it. Yeah. And it's bullshit. (laughs) And also all my maths teachers made me feel like I was a dumb shit for not getting it. Oh, me too. Yeah. And I was like, I'm I'm actively trying. Yeah. And and you're – snarling at me. <laughs> yeah. Know. School in the 2000s was good for everyone. I loved it. I think they were um, good and perfect. Yeah, 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 And everybody did a good job. Yeah. There's so many incredible teachers and then there's just some absolute fucking duds. Yeah. You know? I think also their hands are so tied by the system, it seems, these days that they can't even, like, step left of the program yeah. for a certain student who might need extra help or different help or whatever. It feels like they or- have no autonomy at all Yeah, now. yeah, Just for information to be presented in a different way. Yeah. They're like, oh, I can see what you need, but uh, my hands are tied. I'm sure I've spoken about this at some point, but I remember having a science teacher and I just didn't understand something mm. and I went up to her desk we're like working away on stuff in our classroom and I went up to her desk and I was like I'm sorry I just don't really understand this particular part can you explain that again to me or like can you help me and she just stared at me oh for ages so it's sort mean. of like a way of like you figure come on you figure it out oh and my so God. eventually I just went oh okay I get it now <laughs> 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 thank you and I went and sat down and I was like well, I still have no idea in science, I used to, whenever they tried to teach me something, I didn't want to know because it would ruin the magic. So, like, you know how, like, rainbows. You know how rainbows are made, how, like, there's, like, re- re- light re- reflects or refracts. Yeah. I don't care. How they're made. It's yeah. very beautiful. Eva, Eva, have some respect. Sorry. Res- she's rainbow. having a scratch. She's having a scratch and she's, like, she doesn't jingling her bell. She just doesn't rainbows. Want to hear. Yeah, she loves it. But I, when they tried to teach us about rainbows, I would. <laughs> pretend to faint. <laughs> That's funny. So I was like, I don't want to know. And they were like, you have to know. And I was like, well, I feel sick. But I just fall down. And they were like, oh, she's doing it again. I was so annoying. What and a nightmare. I was an absolute nightmare. And then years later, my teacher, my science teacher, came to one of my shows. I went back to Walker to do a show and he came to it and he said, you're my favourite student, but I could never tell you because you were so naughty. But I used to like go home and say, you'll never guess what she's done to <laughs> We were talking about rainbows. She pretended to pass out. His partner's like, she sounds hilarious, this kid. Tested for great things. Mm. And we've gotten onto this topic by saying that Kokuam is a maths guy. (laughs) That's how we got here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So do you remember Kokuam? Yes. Yes. Thank you. The maths guy. The maths guy, he's the... She was meant to marry him. Yes. That's right. Well... The Mataponi history says that Kokuam was Pocahontas's first husband. Oh. 
Oh. And that he was killed by colonists <gasps> after her capture in 1613. Oh, my God. Today's Padawomics believe that Pocahontas and Kokowam also had a daughter named Kaoki, uh, who was raised by the Padawomics uh, after her father's death and her mother's abduction. However... Kokowam's identity, location, very existence have been widely debated among scholars for centuries. Wow. Um, from Wikipedia, it says uh, – oh, sorry, Wikipedia is um, uh, – it's a website. I, I, From my understanding, it's it's basically just like about Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Like the real events around like, Disney movies. Well, Disney, Wikipedia. That's right. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's what the wiki's for. Yeah. So anyway, from Wiki, it says the only mention of a cocoam in any English document is a brief statement uh, written around 1616 by William Strachey that Pocahontas had been living married to a private captain called Cocoam for two years. So that was written in 1616. That's all. But Pocahontas married an, uh, an Englishman named John Rolfe in 1614. So some people think he must have just been referring to him. Again, maybe a bit of a breakdown. Yeah. But also that's saying it's the only mention of Cocoam in English. Right. But there's a, a a long oral tradition, oral history from the Native Americans. So maybe okay. he existed, maybe he didn't. Maybe wow. she had a daughter, maybe she didn't. Mm. It's a mystery so episode. I don't know why they don't just ask my auntie. She seems she, to know everything. She knows. <laughs> she knows. So I mentioned John Rolfe. Yeah, who the hell is John Rolfe? Well, John Rolfio from Parks and Rec? Yes, mm. John Ralphio. That's who I thought it was. Mm-hmm. During her stay at Henricus, which was like where the um, colonists were keeping her, um, Pocahontas. <laughs> during her stay. During yeah. her stay. During her time there, she met John Rolfe. Um, this is from Wiki again. Rolfe's English born wife, Sarah Hacker, and child, Bermuda. What? Had- Hang on a second. I'm into that. But Bermuda. wait, but wait. This sentence gets more baffling. They had died on the way to Virginia after the wreck of the ship Sea Venture <gasps> on the Summer Isles. Now known as Bermuda. What? And also part of the Bermuda Triangle. Yet. What? Oh my god. But but I was like, somebody's fucking with this Wikipedia page. I go to his Wikipedia page and under children it's listed as Bermuda. Bermuda Rolf. Who Bermuda. died in the Bermuda Triangle. Which on- is which is now named Bermuda. Is it named after this child? I don't know. Fuck. Isn't that weird? That's wild. That's a side quest I'd like to go on. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> yeah, 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 dig in. Where does the name Bermuda yeah. come from? Yeah. British Overseas Territory. I wonder if, like, the word means something. God, if somebody knows this, they are screaming. Well, at don't worry. Robots. We're looking it up. So, Bermu- mm. Should I sing? Probably. How oh, I found it. How- yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Please keep singing. <laughs> How <laughs> I can sycamore grow. Keep you talk. If you cut it down, <laughs> then you'll, you'll never, never know. And you'll never hear the wolf cry. Why aren't you speaking? Because <laughs> you see <laughs> much louder than I talk. <laughs> can you speak, please? Bermuda. I'll back off. Bermuda is named Whether after the Spanish sailor Juan de Bermudez, who discovered the islands in 1505 while sailing for Spain from a provisioning voyage to Hispaniola in the ship La Garza. Huh. <laughs> he would just he grunted. Wow. I didn't listen okay. to what you were saying. I was singing. So it was named after a Spanish navigator called Juan de Bermudez, who mm. had uh, been the first, I guess, European person to discover it. So probably a, a coincidence that his child's mm. name was Bermuda. And, That's amazing. And they died... Um, on the Summer Isles, which are now known as Bermuda. Bermuda. 
Bermuda. Bermuda. Anyway, fun. so this man's lost his wife and child. Oh, good fun. Oh, <laughs> my fun. God. He established the... Vir- so, so sorry. <laughs> sorry for singing. <laughs> he established the Virginia plantation Verena Farms where he he cultivated a new strain of tobacco. A plantation. That's always good. Always for fun. For American history. Yeah, love that. Rolf was a pious man and agonised over the potential moral repercussions of marrying a heathen Okay. Oh, Though, cool. in fact, Pocahontas had accepted Christian faith. She so. got wet. She got wet up by the priest. She got wet <laughs> up. Sir? She's fine. Fucking judgmental. Fucking fuck you, man. <laughs> I'm sorry about your wife and your daughter, mm-hmm. but I don't think you were that good. No, none of them were. Were they? Um, in a, I remember all of them. In a long letter to the governor requesting permission to wed Pocahontas, he expressed his love for her and his belief that he would be saving her soul. Mm, okay. Tim wrote one a letter like that to my <laughs> To mom. the governor? To the, yeah, my mum, the governor. Ah. Yeah. He, he calls your mum the governor. Yeah, she asks for it. <laughs> all right, governor. Hello, governor. Governor. And he wrote a long letter being like, no, I can fix her. Yes. That's Mum's nice. like, thank God. I'll teach her to wipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, all that stuff. (laughs) All that stuff. I'll make her stop singing. (laughs) He's not. He's still working on it. (laughs) She's definitely singing less. Less. I used to sing myself to sleep. God, I was a fucking nightmare of a child. Just sing until I fell asleep. (laughs) Until you passed out. Yeah. Top of your lungs. Top of my fucking lungs. You're keeping yourself awake. Yeah. But they let me. So all of this is their fault. Yeah. (laughs) Everything that's happened, my un- Bridled confidence is because they never said shut the fuck Were up. Were you freestyling or singing songs that exist? No, I was always just making up songs. That is even I was better. like lying in bed being like, Tuesday, <laughs> gonna get up and have a breakfast. <laughs> and they were like sitting in the lounge room watching Sex in the City being like that fucking child. <laughs> <laughs> and now Tim says that. Yes. That Please stop singing yourself to sleep. <laughs> Tuesday. I do often do it to Tim. Um, where he's trying to sleep. I sing a little song. I sing a little song called I'm Just a Little Girl. I sing that one. There were two in the bed, <laughs> but I changed it. I go, there were two in the bed and the little one said, give me your money. <laughs> That's my lullaby. And he's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> good night. <laughs> Okay, that's enough. Okay. Sleep time. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so he's written to the governor um, and this is what he wrote. Motivated not by the unbridled desire of carnal affection. (laughs) Motivated not by the unbridled (laughs) desire of carnal affection. I am certainly not attracted to her. I don't. I'm not just horny. (laughs) But for the good of this plantation, for the honour of our country, for the glory of God, for my own salvation, namely Pocahontas to whom my hearty and best thoughts are and have been a long time so entangled and enthralled and so intricately labyrinth that I was even a-wearied to unwind myself thereout. That is stunning. I'm not just horny. I'm not just horny. I just, I I quite like her. She's beautiful. She's She's a labyrinth. She's a labyrinth and I'm stuck in her. I'm lost. I can't get (laughs) out. I can't get out. Where's where's the end of this maze? Where's the end? Can't get out. I don't know. I don't want to know. I love it. I'm not horny. 
<laughs> don't look at me that way. I'm, I'm not, not horny. horny. I probably won't even try to have sex with her. I probably won't even try. I'm not I love her to. so much. Yeah, I love her heaps. I'm not going to put my head on her head. <laughs> I will not put my head on her head to have babies. I will not. <laughs> That's how babies are made. So the two were married in April of 1614, and although her father gifted them land on the James River, they opted to live at Verena Farms, the plantation that Rolf owned. Beautiful. They had a son named Thomas, who was born in 1615, and the marriage created a climate of peace between the Jamestown colonists and the Powhatan's tribes. It endured for eight years, and it was known as the Peace of Pocahontas. So their union kind of made everybody chill out a little bit. My auntie did say something about a man called Thomas. I wonder if this. Oh shit! I yeah, if I'm related to this awful that's, man that I've just been backing out for a long time. That's a super He's a very distant, distant relative. But it's such a rare name, Thomas. So no it one's has called to be the same Thomas. Person. Yeah, yeah, I've it's seen probably that too. him. But Thomas is the son of John Rolfe, so he's probably not bad. I'm sure he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. Um, in 1615, Ralph Hammer wrote, "Since the wedding, we have had." Friendly commerce and trade, not only with Powhatan, but also with his subjects round about us. So everybody's kind of getting along. They're being civil. Mm. Right. The marriage, however, was controversial in the British court at the time because a commoner had the audacity to marry a princess, even though Pocahontas is not a princess. What? Well, and I talk about this later. Oh. The English, they they kind of saw. In fact, you know what? I've got it written down. I'll just get to it when I get okay, to it. Okay, you get to it when you get to it. I was going to try and paraphrase something I've written down. No, and don't I'm just going to I'm just going to read it. Were you going to reference yourself though? Uh, as Jess Perkins. As Jess Perkins said <laughs> earlier on. Um the Peace of Pocahontas had ripple effects as well though. The the London company, they're the ones who had sent the colonists out, had a goal of converting Native Americans to Christianity, which we know they'd done with Pocahontas. And her conversion paired with the way that her marriage to Rolf had helped end conflict between the colonists and the Powhatans gave the company a great idea. They decided to bring Pocahontas to England as a symbol of the tamed New World oh, savage. Oh, fucking hell. And the hell. success of the Virginia colony. Christ. Oh, dear. Isn't that gross? Oh, no. They're like, look, look at this one. We tamed her. Yuck. Yuck. Incredibly yuck. Ugh. Um, and I'd love to remind you again, the Patreons voted for this topic. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't. No one picked this. <laughs> no, but it is so interesting. But it's also it like, is. Inter- it's good that it's, people know the story. People who've just like seen Pocahontas. Yeah, and like you know, if you're especially Australian, you probably have no idea about the true story. Yeah, but it is gross. But mm. it's four hundred years ago. Nearly everything from that long ago feels gross now. That's true. So they were accompanied by 11 other Powhatans, and I'm not entirely sure what their purpose was, but um, hopefully it wasn't so they could also just be shown off. Mm. But possibly. Mm. Um, (laughs) Only once she arrived in England did Pocahontas find out that John Smith was not, in fact, dead. Whoa. Oh, she just runs into him. In Times Square or something. There's a lot of Times Square yeah. in England. Yeah. There's so many John oh, sorry. Smiths. <laughs> I was imagining New York for some reason. Times Square. Uh, sorry, in front of Buckingham Palace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where everyone hangs out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, how no. awkward. I thought you were dead. I was just here to see the lights and the signs and stuff. <laughs> the guys in the big hats. Yeah. <laughs> I love those big hats. I love them. I mentioned earlier a letter that um, John Smith wrote, and that was to Queen Anne, and he urged her to treat Pocahontas with respect, suggesting if she were treated badly, her um, present love to us and Christianity might turn to scorn and fury, and England might lose the chance to rightly have a kingdom by her means. So Mm. Pocahontas is not a princess in Powhatan culture, but the London Company 
presented her as one to the English public because she was the daughter of an important chief. Mm. And many English at the time recognised Powhatan as the ruler of an empire and presumably referred to his daughter with what they considered an appropriate status. They're like, well, if he's a king, yeah, they just she's see a princess. Yeah, they just cultural lens. But that's simply not true. She had um, – so they're sucking up to her a bit, trying to win her over so they can essentially fully take over her people, but in reality she has no control on that at all. Yeah, wow. She's sort of – she's not an heir to any kind of powerful um, that's t- quite position then. or title or anything like that. She's just a, a beloved daughter but, of the chief. But they only know one societal structure. They're exactly. like, oh, well, okay. Yeah. This is how it works here. I'm She's sure got to be the next in line. I'm sure it's exactly the same. Yeah, that's right. When in actual fact it was more like it, once something happened to her father, I think it was more like his brothers oh. would or and then his, their kids or whatever. Yeah, right. it, was, like, it wasn't her. You're the prince. You're next in line. Where are your crown jewels? Yeah. yeah. Come on. So that was just kind of the English, you're right, seeing it through their own cultural lens, the only kind of power structure they know. Yeah. They're like, well, she You can see why you'd think that, yeah, I, I get it. They're, they're not um, bright. Anyway, so she's entertained at a bunch of swanky London events and social gatherings. Wow. Apparently she, like, met the king at one point and after, but she didn't realise he was the king. And then yeah. later somebody, she was like, D- where, so where's the king I'm supposed to meet? And they're like, oh, that was him. And she's like, oh. That guy? <laughs> that guy? That's your king? Okay. <laughs> he smelled bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, not all, the, not all of the English were so impressed. Helen Roundtree, that uh, historian, claims that there is no simultaneous evidence to suggest that Pocahontas was regarded in, in England as anything like royalty despite the writings of John Smith. Rather, she was considered to be something of a curiosity, according to Roundtree, mm. who suggested that she was merely the Virginian woman to most English people. They were just like, yeah, whatever. Like she was kind of like a, a spectacle or a novelty. Okay. But not, yeah. So some were kind of like, wow, wow, she's treat, she's seen as so powerful a princess and others are just like mm, she's just a, a woman from lady. Virginia yeah <laughs> and most of the peasants are just slopping around in the mud anyway <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking know who that is yeah. what are you talking about a Virginia lady yeah. <laughs> oh lovely <laughs> <laughs> all I want you know like that like that they sing they sing that's how you oh, get into the English accent <laughs> yeah yeah little people no I got it I've got it Done. I'm in we're in <laughs> it's that easy <laughs> Um, Pocahontas and Rolf, they stayed in England for a little while, living in the suburb of Brentford in Middlesex for some time, as well as at Rolf's family home in Norfolk. At a social gathering in early 1617, Rolf and Pocahontas ran into none other than John Smith. Toot toot. At a party. So embarrassing seeing your ex at a party. Oh Oh my God. (laughs) It's not her ex at all. It feels real like the rom com y type bit. And they didn't put any of this in the movie. Yeah, they should have done this in the movie. This is good fun. Well, there's, um, there's a second Pocahontas. Is there? Really? Is that when she goes to? That might be when. She, that might be when she goes. I think that's Return of Jafar. Oh shit! Yeah, but you're Return like, of Jafar. Like Pocahontas in the big city or something like that. Pocahontas two: Journey to a New World. <laughs> Pocahontas came out in nineteen. Just like that. <laughs> I had no idea there was a part two. So there you go. So they, maybe they did cover this. Pocahontas two. It's called Journey to a New World. That sounds like she's probably going over there. John Smith is ambushed by a group of soldiers with a warrant for his arrest. Where's Pocahontas come in? In the New World. Wait. Okay. Chief Powhatan to England for negotiations. Pocahontas, Powhatan's daughter, mourns John Smith's death, but he's eventually able to move on, so he dies. Oh, my God. Different story. Wait. (laughs) You look upset. Well, because I can't can't speed read this fast enough. It It seems like she does, in fact, go to England. So there you go. They do kind of cover it in the sequel. Right. Hmm. Um, So, yeah, they run into John Smith. 
But it's a little anticlimactic. Um, Smith later wrote that when Pocahontas saw him, without any words, she turned about, obscured her face as not seeming well contented. So I think she she was like trying to hide that she was happy to see him, but that's from his perspective. She sounds like she blanked him. Yeah, she sounds like she's like, oh, okay. Hey. And then he didn't really chat to her for a while and then he chatted to her later on and his record of what they spoke about is very fragmented. It's quite vague. Um, finally, apparently, Pocahontas told Smith that she and her tribe had thought him dead, but her father had told uh, Tomokomo, one of the Powhatans who was travelling with her, to seek him. And I quote, because your countrymen will lie much. He's <laughs> like, you guys are full of shit. <laughs> so we kind of assumed you were probably alive. Dad was like, look out for him because he's probably, he's probably alive. <laughs> Bit of a, a burn there. Um, by March of 1617, it was time to go home to Virginia. They boarded a ship, but they hadn't even made it very far before Pocahontas became quite ill. She was taken ashore for medical care but died shortly after from oh. unknown causes. Oh, no. She was around 20 or 21 years old. Really? That's it? Yeah. Just a baby? Yeah. Wow. So young. Um, a few causes have been speculated, um, like pneumonia, smallpox, tuberculosis, dysentery, or poisoning. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. But it's probably just one of those probably diseases. Probably one of those diseases that Especially coming introduced. from, like... You go. She's in a completely different, uh, like country, not different exposed diseases, to different those weather. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And back then, they just all got sick all the time. Yeah, but yeah, the true cause of her death is unknown. Baby Thomas was also sickly, and John left him to be brought up by his brother in Norfolk for fear he wouldn't survive the oh. voyage home. <gasps> Do you have family in Norfolk? Uh, I don't. I don't think I've actually got any real English. We've got. We're Irish and Spanish. Mm. Okay. But maybe there's a some English. I don't know. There's some mysteries. It's exciting. I got. I could have family in Norfolk, and if I do, it's him. Yep, hundred percent. Thomas. Yeah. So he left Thomas there because he's like he's not going to make it. But he, John was sort of he had a lot of pressure to return to Virginia, so he went home and he appointed Sir Lewis Stuckley as guardian to his son, and he went back to Virginia. Mm. It was the plan was that Thomas would return to Virginia once he recovered his health. But um, John Rolfe never saw his son again. Oh, Thomas did recover, but he remained in England until he was an adult. Oh, okay. Wow. He just never sent just for him. Just left his kid there. Apparently he, like, John Rolfe married a third time and had another kid. And <laughs> he's like, I swear I'm not horny. <laughs> I swear. She's a labyrinth. My my wives keep dying. Yeah, I can't do anything about it. It's the weirdest thing. Anyway, Elizabeth, you want to get hitched? (laughs) If I I was being proposed to by somebody whose past two wives had died, I'd be like, nah, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Not necessarily that you're involved, but like, still. Just just unlucky. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to jinx myself. Mm. No. Anyway, so Pocahontas' funeral took place in March of 1617 in the parish of St. George's Church in Gravesend, and her grave is thought to be underneath the church's chancel, like near the altar, though that church was destroyed in a fire in 1727, so the exact site of her grave is unknown now. Oh, we've never never found it. I haven't found it. Uh, just for in the sense of her legacy, numerous places, landmarks, Products in the United States have been named after Pocahontas, and obviously her story has been romanticised over the years. She's the subject of art and literature and theatre and film, which is incredible for the daughter of a chief of this Native American tribe who only lived to twenty. Yeah, but just to have An such incredible a story. Yeah. yeah, such a to be so memorable 
I don't know. It's so interesting. Are there any like plays or films made by people from where she's from, like from her tribe or descendants of her, or like I think people so. More, I'm gonna look into this. I'm yeah, find some more resources. Most recently, her. there was a movie called A New World in like 2005. It has like Colin Farrell in it. <laughs> and I don't know. It just looks like a gritty kind of drama. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would I would think so yeah. for sure. But yeah, she's a subject of a lot of books and writings and plays and movies and everything. Um, oh. Since 1958, she's been commemorated by a life-size bronze statue in St. George's Churchyard, churchyard, um, which is a replica of one that was made in 1907. She was the first Native American to be honoured on a US stamp. That was in 1907. Wow. So, again, like this is hundreds of years after she died at the age of 20, 21. Yeah. And she's still such a memorable and important part of history. It's so interesting. Um, and a, a little fun fact, Pocahontas is the 12th great-grandmother of American actor Edward Norton. So wow. you could be related to Edward Norton. Are you related to Edward Norton? I, my auntie hasn't said. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a, there is like a long lineage, especially from her son Thomas. Mm. Um, there's Because he had quite a few kids and then they had quite a few kids. So there's there, there definitely is a long lineage. Lots of people have connections to him, including one of the people who suggested this topic. Oh, cool. Edward Norton? (laughs) Hazel, who texted in, said they were a descendant of Pocahontas. I think, uh, I don't have it written down. I think it was like six times great-grandmother. Maybe Hazel and I are related. Twelve times or something. Hazel, where do you live? Oh, you're not live. (laughs) Hazel? (laughs) Hazel. Where do you live? Yeah, so there you go. That is uh, the story of of the real Pocahontas. I do just have like this quote at the end that um, I quite liked and they refer to her as Mataoka. Um, and they say Manoka's story was not one of romance between a native woman and a white man. It was a tragic story of a girl who played the role as peacekeeper and became caught in the economic and political webs of settlers and natives in early colonial American history. It's just so interesting True. that such a small, or such a short life has had such a lasting impact and she's such a notable yeah. sort of character in this whole time in American history. It's yeah, really everyone's heard of her. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, Disney um, definitely helped for sure. I know, but why do you think that they made her husband or partner John Smith and not the other John? Why would they do that? Well, it seems like John Rolfe comes up in Pocahontas 2. Oh, okay. But I think it's probably just that um, that idea that she um, saved his life, saved his life, put her head on his. And they went, oh, it's easy just to make them a and, thing. And that they'd had a friendship. And back then, I mean, this is the 90s. Of Disney, they were all romance stories. Yeah, yeah. there was always, you know, it's such a shame it's not her real name that she's known by. Yeah, That's really sad. But it's like an it's a affectionate nickname, mm. which I guess like is kind of nice, kind of thing. Yeah, Flippity like gibbet. if you were in four hundred years, people just just referred to you simply as Bop. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, like her name wasn't even that. It was actually what? a reference to the Big Bopper <laughs> <laughs> in, like, episode 10 of a podcast she did for a very long time. A podcast is. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Okay, Big Bopper died in a plane crash. A plane is. <laughs> um, yeah, I, now I'm maybe I'll watch Pocahontas 2, but um, I'm seeing the name John Rolfe come up. Um, so, yeah, interesting. But, yeah, I think it must just be that there needed to be some sort of romantic angle, as there always was at that time. I guess... At least this one was different in a way that they didn't ride off into the sunset together. Mm. Um, she like 
she was like, "I got to stay with my people," and he's like, yeah. "Okay," and and that was that. Mm. That was that's a nice point of difference for '90s Disney. Yeah, because previously it was we ride off together on a white horse. Yeah, he would like save her and take yeah. her to England because that's the good. That's place. the good one. Like, that's, that would. Be then they the... kind of flipped that with Tarzan, where Jane stayed with him. Oh, I love Tarzan. It's so George good. of the Jungle. Not Tarzan, yeah. but George the Jungle is one of the best films in the entire world. Yep. When he says, George, just lucky, I guess. Oh. That's the best moment in cinematic history. Yep. <laughs> Agreed. It's so important. Agreed. So important. I think the scene where he's trying on a suit and he like winks at the camera is probably the second best. That's the second best <laughs> in cinematic history. George looked good. It's a great movie. Um, but yeah, there you go. That's the real story of Pocahontas. There you go. I did not know anything about her real life. Mm. Mm. Nobody does. Nobody does. Now well, you do. And look, there's so much writing on it. Um, lots of documentaries, lots of stuff. I've kind of given you like a a, a, a basic mm. uh, overview. Mm. But it's interesting the parts of the Disney movie that are kind of, you know, similar to real yes, I'm life. I'm glad you gave us that recap at the start because I wouldn't have noticed the, the similarities otherwise. But yeah. yes, now I'm like, huh. Yeah, yeah, it's really helpful. That wasn't me just padding for word count. <laughs> <laughs> there was a point to it. It was beautiful. So yeah, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Great report, Jess, on someone we've all heard of, but probably a lot of us didn't know that much about really. Yeah. I'm very much in that camp. Yeah, absolutely. And I like to, um, it is great to get those suggestions of topics like that where it's kind of a name you know but you don't know really anything about the real yeah, story. Yeah, so when you think so. about it, you go, oh, actually. Yeah, so yeah. if that's reminded you of other topics that are like that, chuck them in the hat. There's a link in the show notes. There's a link on our website. Anybody can make a suggestion. We love to hear about them. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And we'd also love to hear how we can see your show, Michelle and Edinburgh, that you're doing right now. Wow. Wowee. Uh, it's at Gilded Balloon. It's called Reform and I think it's at 7 7- p.m. or 7.30 p.m. It's around 7-ish. Great. It's a great time. Good a balloon, TV at Bristow Square. Just come along. Tickets are what, like £10, £12 max? Oh my Just gosh. come along. If you can't get a con for the night, it's a nice and early show. Get your train up, watch the shows, and then go home. Easy. Mm-hmm. But do book ahead if you're coming because last year we did sell out, genuinely. So maybe do just book ahead. Just check. Right just now. Check. Just check, check right now. Just check. Just check. Turn off the podcast and go get your tickets. Yeah. Please come. It's a cost of living Christ. It cost me so much money to come. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michelle, thanks so much for joining us. Um, an absolute pleasure as always. Thank you. And Jess and I will move on to everyone's favourite section of the show, which I think has a little jingle that goes a little something like this. Fact, quote, or question. Lovely harmony there. <laughs> so good that Michelle, it hurt her ears as a trained singer and she had to leave. <laughs> and fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yes, this is a part where uh, uh, people who support us at Do Go On Pod, no, a Patreon slash Do Go On Pod on the Sydney Schreinberg Deluxe level get to submit a fact, a quote, a question, a brag, suggestion, a challenge, a recipe. It can be anything you want it to be, any piece of information you want us to know. Absolutely. And these people support us on Patreon. We can get bonus episodes, join the Facebook group, lovely place, hear about shows before anyone else that we're doing live and get discounts on tickets. And most of all, keep us humming. Yeah, that's right. That's the most important part. (laughs) We appreciate it. We couldn't do it without these people. No. So we uh, dedicate this next little part of the show to them. And like you said, on the fact quote a question level, Jess, people give themselves a little title. Yep. And um, 
Do you want me to read them out this week? Yeah, go on. Give you a Give little a break. break. So usually this is Matt. I've been talking all day. Yes, exactly. You did the whole bloody episode. Uh, this is um usually Matt's domain. Yeah, it's the one thing he does, and um and he's very very good at it. Yeah, and we're we're also pretty good at it. It's like it's not hard. Okay, well let's find <laughs> out. And like Matt. In uh, true Matt style, I don't read these until I read them, mm-hmm. meaning that there's no proofreading here, there's no fact-checking, I'm no. just going straight from the page, so bear with me. As I, first up, say hello to Henry T. Wilhoit. Henry T. Wilhoit. Fantastic. And um, Henry's given themselves a title, Official Hazelnut Farmer. Oh, thank goodness. We That was a position we really needed to fill. Yes. So I'm happy to have you on board, Henry. Great to have you in. And Henry is uh, kicking things off this week with a... Fact. Okay. And it looks like it's a hazelnut fact. <gasps> that is so fitting. So I trust this. That is Henry so trusts this fitting. It says, The skin of the hazelnut is often considered an undesirable part of the nut because of its bitter taste and unpleasant texture. Honestly, <laughs> that feels like... A know, pretty good reason for yes, it to not be a bit that of a popular. death sentence yep. for it. Yeah. But they are still useful, exclamation mark. Due to their ability to not impart a static charge, they are often used to polish machine and electrical parts that are bound for space. Because there is no grounding point in space, any electrical static charge brought from Earth stays with the equipment and can damage the precise instruments on board. What? Wow, there you go. So using the skin of the hazelnut, it polishes it and uh, gets them ready for space. Do you know what the tagline should be then in an advertising campaign? Hazelnut. An astronaut's favourite nut. <laughs> you know? Like, That's just, great. I would lean yeah. really hard into that. you got to get, like, Buzz Aldrin or something in the commercials. Yeah. And he'd be up for it. When I, I go to space, I use hazelnuts. And everyone's like, the fuck? The hell? The fuck? Do you think that would work if you were to spread Nutella all over it as Absolutely. Well? If you look closely at their dashboards, they're <laughs> covered, covered in Nutella. Nutella. They can't read shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nightmare up there. <laughs> Thanks, Henry. Great, Thanks, great Henry. fact. Great Keep farming one. those hazelnuts. Mm. Next up, I would like to say hello to Peter Atkin. Hello, Peter Atkin. Whose title is Master of Repeating Bill Bryson Facts Learned from Matt. <laughs> <sighs> I hate that Bill Bryson. That's <laughs> Matt says like a fact that he half remembers from Bill Bryson <laughs> on the show and then you half remember it and tell other people at dinner parties. That's so good. <laughs> that is getting out of hand really quickly, isn't it? Like, yeah. And then they're probably telling people. Uh, Peter's given us a brag, which we encourage. Yes, love a brag. Lay it on us. Here we go. Hey, guys, hope you're all having a fantastic time podcasting on your bunk beds. That's right, we are. Absolutely. It's a three-stacker. I have a brag based off my last submission in which I asked your New Year's resolutions. Oh. Mine was to watch 100 movies and read 25 books. And I'm far too proud and slightly concerned to report that I've managed 141 movies. What? And 28 books as of the 20th of June. That's not even halfway through the year, mate. 28 books in six months. 28. I'm doing. That's four books. That's a book a week, essentially. Yeah. I think he's ahead of pace even for a book a week. Yeah, which is yeah. Wild, yeah. Slightly ahead. My top recommendation so far would be 310 to Yuma and Children of Men for Films. And The Blade Itself or Wind in the Willows for books. Nice. That's nice. I hope you guys are all enjoying 2023 so far. And congrats to Dave for continuing the French lessons. That's right. I've just finished term two. Mm. Uh, beginner two. So proud of Done. you. Done. Love from across the pond, uh, from multiple ponds, Peter. That is amazing, Peter. What an, what a great achievement. Although I don't know how many movies or t- like I've watched a lot of sitcoms, a lot of TV shows. You know, you can, you can, yeah. I have been trying to read the same book for a couple of months now, so that's really impressive. Great, it's persistence. 
It is persistent. It's also not, the book that my partner wrote. You're, and I, um, <laughs> you're, you're proofreading. I, but it's also, I'm reading it in bed. He's next to me. It feels weird reading next to the author. Right. Does he look over over your shoulder? Every time I laugh, he's like, what? What was that What bit? part? Well, it's funny. <laughs> that's, that's really good. <laughs> uh, we've got a, uh, a PS mm-hmm. from Peter. Shout out my partner, Karis. Karis! It's Welsh, lol, because it's spelled C-E-R-Y-S, but he's written pronounced K-E-R-S, Karis, who has graduated from medical school and <gasps> starts life as a doctor soon. Congratulations, Karis. That's huge. That is awesome stuff, Dr. Karis. You guys Karis. are both crushing it. Yeah. Peter's reading up a storm. Karis is out there saving lives. Great. But the thing about Peter is you're halfway now mm-hmm. in the year. Yeah. Are you just going to, because you've done your res- resolution, keep the keep it trucking mm-hmm. and smash it, or will you just take the foot off the gas and be like, I've already done it? I would slow right down probably. Yeah. But that's me. I'm pretty lazy. <laughs> so so I don't set resolutions like that because I, I'll never do them. Ever. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Peter. And next up, big shout out to our friend and yours, Ben Johnson, who's given themselves the title of, and there is a link to an IMDB page. Okay. And I'll be opening this up. Here we go. Have not read this yet. This is Ben's title. It is Ben Johnson, a 2005 movie <laughs> with an IMDb rating of 5.4 out of 10. Was that from the page itself? If you heard that at home, that was some music going off, I think, from the IMDb page. Wow. And uh, let me read you the, the plot for Ben Johnson. This could be a good one for uh, Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. Son of a notorious criminal becomes a police officer to erase the bad image of his father, but things are not as easy as he seems. Oh. There you go, directed by Anil C. Menon. It's definitely not in English on the poster. There you go. Good one, Ben Johnson. I wonder if you've actually watched it. Let us know. Did you review your own movie? (laughs) And Ben has written in a quote and it says, okay, okay, this is a quote from the late, great Kenneth Williams. So I need you to get into character. Do you know who Kenneth Williams is? No. I'm I'm Googling. Here we go. (laughs) Kenneth Williams. All right. Welsh actor. Okay. Fuck. Um, I'm assuming you've seen the Carry On films. So your key line is, ooh, matron. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, Ben has set you up beautifully here. Oh, have you seen the carry? I have not seen the carry on no, films. I'm so sorry. Kenneth Williams, fantastic. I can just, just, just have now a go. Now for the quote. I can't stand innuendo. If I see one in the script, I whip it out immediately. <laughs> quote, Kenneth Williams. <laughs> Ooh, matron. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ben. Oh, I loved that. Good job, Ben. That is good stuff. <laughs> and finally, I would like to thank from, or shout out to, Daniel Headley, whose nickname is Aussie Music Head. Oh, my God. Good stuff. And we've got a suggestion. This is good. We've had a fact, a brag, a quote, and a suggestion. Mm-hmm. This is, with the suggestion of bands, I thought I'd jump in. Great. Well, you are the Aussie Music Head. Yeah. My mate always puts me on the door when his band is playing, so I thought it'd be time to pay him back with a shout out. Sophisticated Dingo. Oh, yeah. Is a garage rock punkish duo from Melbourne, from Melbourne, and they're fucking sick. <laughs> Particular shout out for the songs Radio On and Morning View. Jess might know them because they're in rotation on Triple J and mm-hmm. they tour with other Aussie rock acts like the Terrys, Betty Rays, and Press Club. Yeah. Cheers and Uru. That's awesome. That's great. Sophisticated Dingo is a great title. Great name. Great band. They're really fun. I like Sophisticated Dingo and I do know them. Hence, I like them. Um, so that's very cool, Daniel. That's nice of you to give a shout out 
to your friends and and uh, and and our listeners can go and give them a give them a little listen. Give them a listen. Listen along with uh, the Terry's, Betty Ray's, and Press Club. Bump up those uh those streams. Get them up there, sophisticated thing. Go twelve thousand monthly listeners. Let's get that to a million. <laughs> By this time next week. I don't think that's unreasonable. <laughs> I don't think that's unreasonable at all. It's easy to go viral. Absolutely. <laughs> I, had, I did a TikTok recently and I, like, you know, throughout the day, it had like a thousand views, which isn't much, but I get fuck all. So I was like, oh, bloody hell, that's all right. Yeah, thanks very much. Came back like a few hours later and it had 10,000. Oh, great work. And I was like, what's happened? Oh, my God. How many has it had now? 10 million? So I think I'm viral. I think I'm a TikToker star. Oh, my God. I think I'm a TikToker star. <laughs> TikToker star. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm a star. Congratulations. Of TikTok. I'm a star of TikTok, thank you. Wow, TikTok's 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 You're a TikToker. I'm a TikToker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> uh thanks to our Fat Quota questions this week. And next thing is we uh shout out to a few people who've been supporting the show at patreon.com slash do go on pod. And Jess usually come up with a little game to do with the topic. Or sometimes we go to our friends at horsenamegenerator.com. <laughs> I, yeah, okay. Because I was thinking, you know, how Pocahontas is a nickname. Yep. And like what it means. Maybe we could, maybe, oh, I don't want to give them all a nickname. Um, I guess we give them a nickname. I was thinking more of like the meaning. No, okay, okay, okay. Just, okay. Their name, but what does it mean? What does their name mean? Okay, great, great, great. Love that. Love that. Well, uh, first up, I would like to thank from Old Crow in Canada. It's Stephen Climmy or Stephen Climmy. That's actually crazy, the coincidence, because Stephen Climmy means old crow. No. Yes. Wow. It means old crow. Some some translations it means like decrepit crow, but <laughs> many just say that it's old crow. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. Wow. Well, I'm looking up old crow. A community in the Canadian Territory of Yukon, located in a, in a periglacial environment. Wow. wow. Very, very cool. I don't know how many people live here. That's very cool. It looks very remote. Okay. Like, incredibly remote. Like, it's northwestern Canada on the border of Alaska. Wow. Thanks so much for listening up there, Clemmy. An old crow. You old crow. You old crow. I would also like to thank... From Ball Davis or Ball Baldivus. 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 It is Baldivus. In Western Australia, B of B and E. <laughs> B of B and E. Oh, and the B stands for Bronson. Bronson from of- Around the Twist. Oh, that's um, what it means. Yeah. And the E stands for Bronson and And Eggy. Eggy from Round the Twist. <laughs> Who could forget that episode where Bronson meets up with Eggy? A classic episode of Australian tele. Honestly, if I was to read out any round the twist plot to someone who's never yeah. seen it, it would sound just as batshit. As- <laughs> yeah, that's right. But Bronson meets an egg. Do you remember the one where um one of them uh, microwaves some like underwear or s- swimmers mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. puts them on and they suddenly they're magical swimmers? He <laughs> <laughs> microwaved them. Yeah. It's a bonkers show. Loved it. I love round the twist. Fantastic. And good on you to uh, Bronson of Bronson and Eggy. <laughs> From both of us in Western Australia. <laughs> I would like to thank from Fishers in Indiana, it's Matthew Harris. And Matthew Harris means, Dave? Son of Chris. <laughs> Son of Chris. Matthew Harris's name. Son of Chris. Son of Chris. Imagine Matthew- if you, if Matthew's dad's name is Chris. Is your name Chris? 
That'd be oh my god. That'd be so. Matthew, please let us. You know, know. the weirdest part is his mum's also named Chris. Oh my god, that's Chris oh. and Chris, son of Chris. Matthew Harris, son of Chris from Fishers, Indiana. Mm. I bow down to thee. <laughs> I would like to thank from Leeds. I would like to thank Rosanna. 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 And Rosanna means Red Anna. So Red Anna. Yeah. Wow, where do you get your ideas? I mean, I can't believe that that's what came up when you looked up Rosanna and what it means. I'm just like, it's not my idea. It's just what it. It's just what it means. It means Red Anna, and Anna is a type of frog. So oh. it's a red frog. That makes sense to me. Thank you, because it's the truth. Red Anna. No. Red, red Anna. Anna. Do you want to thank one more? Yes, I'd like to thank, um, not that far from Leeds, but further south, from Sheffield in Greatest of Britain's Mr. Sheffield. It's Michael Westwood. Michael Westwood. Michael means guy who ga- gathers stones. Yes. He's a stone gatherer. Stone gatherer. Very important job. Yeah. I mean, Stonehenge mm-hmm. wouldn't be anywhere without. It would just be a henge. Yeah. What the fuck's a henge? What the fuck is a henge? Get this henge out of my face. <laughs> I hate henges. <laughs> thank you, Michael West- Westwood, gatherer of stones. I would love to thank some people from Chester Springs in Pennsylvania. I would love to thank Jason Wozner. Jason Wozner. What a great name. That's a great name. I hope I said that right, but beautiful. Jason? It means skateboard. Whoa. Daredevil. Hell yeah. Jason ja- Wozner. Jason means skateboard. Yes. Wozner means daredevil. Daredevil, put them together. You got skateboarding daredevil. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This, this guy doesn't need pads. No freaking way. <laughs> yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no helmet for this bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, wear a helmet. Um, yeah, definitely. I would also love to thank from Newtown in New South Wales, Craig Ryan. Craig Ryan. Craig. What does Sorry, that mean? Craig. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's what it translates. To. Sorry, Rian. Craig. Rian and Craig Rian. What does that mean? Uh, that means squeaky door. Squeaky door. Fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, it's essentially like someone you c- who's not stealthy. You know, oh, they're like okay. a squeaky yes. door. You can always hear him coming. All right, squeaky door. Yep, there he is. There's Craig Rian. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Craig Rian. <laughs> I've been expecting you. And he's like, ah. Um, so thank you, Craig slash Craig. Um, I know you're in New South Wales, so it's Craig to you, but the Americans cannot hear the difference. We're translating. I would also love to thank from Columbus, Ohio, Dawn Stanley. Dawn Stanley, which actually means midnight blues. Midnight blues. Midnight blues. You're feeling a bit like you're lost at night. You're kind of okay through the day and then it gets to nighttime and it's dark and you're alone and you're just like, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? Is this it? Is this it for me? Yeah. And to Dawn, I say, it's not it. But it feels it, doesn't it? At midnight, but by the morning, you're fine. Oh, you're fine. Have a, have a sleep. You'll be right. Dawn Stanley, Midnight Blues. And finally, I would love to thank from Stroud. Stroud. In Ontario in Canada, uh, I would love to thank Marissa Stroud. No. Marissa We've thanked Str- Marissa Stroud before because we were like, Stroud from Stroud? I'm sure of it. No. I'm sure of it. That is incredible, Marissa Stroud from Stroud. It might, maybe in the Triptych Club recently or something like that. It's not coming up when I'm searching any other Strouds. Oh, we've talked about Stroudy before. I'm sure of it. Um, but thank you so much. Oh, maybe on the uh, facts quota question. Yeah. It's not, I don't. I, I. I'm not sure what where. Wow. 
We, we'll have to have a glimpse. Was there somebody here. else who had the name and the place the same? We're just in, Jess and I aren't usually in charge of this section of the show. Matt's, We've probably fucked it. Matt's a uh, spreadsheet wizard. He usually puts this part together. We've wizard had- at spreading the sheets. <laughs> That's pretty good. And getting into bed. Yeah, yeah. And having a good sleep. He loves to snooze. Which is where we can assume he is now because he's sleeping on the job because we've had to do this for ourselves and we're not very good at it. We've probably so done a bad Marissa job. Stroud from Stroud. Uh, what does Marissa Stroud mean, though? Marissa in case we've never Stroud. Shouted Let's out do a before. word each. Okay. Bear. Hammock. Bear hammock. It's a hammock for bears. Oh, wow. But, like, they, it's called a bear hammock, but it doesn't mean that, like, only bears use it. They can, I guess. But it's just that it's it's very big. It's big enough for a bear. So you and a, and a and a paramour could get in there. Both okay. Enjoy a, enjoy a bit of a swing in the hammock. Beautiful. Very nice stuff. Canada's got bears. They need them. They, they got need them. a bear hammock. Thank you, Marissa, Dawn, Craig, Jason, Michael, Rosanna, Matthew, B of B&E, and Stephen. Great work, everyone. You rock my world. Our final part of the show is to welcome people into the Triptych Club, which is our hall of fame for people that have already been shouted out to because they've been on the shout out level or above on Patreon for three consecutive years and to thank them for their dedication to this podcast. We induct them into the Hall of Fame, the Triptych Club. We welcome them in and uh, yeah, it's a place where you can hang out. Mm. There's live bands. There's music. Yep. There's food. Mm-hmm. There's chill out zones. There's foosball. There's hockey tables. Yep. There's a football pitch out back if you're feeling fit. Mm-hmm. Anything you want because once you're in, you can never leave and why would you want to? You wouldn't. And I, how dare you? Jess, you're our fantastic bartender slash chef. Yep. What food or drink have you organised this week? Thank you for asking, Dave. I have prepared Virginia ham. Okay. <laughs> A variety of heavily salted ham preserved <laughs> by curing and smoking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've got it ready for you. So a nice Virginian ham. Wow. And virgin margaritas. Nice. So great combo. And you're welcome. You usually book a band, Dave, as well. Yes, but this week is not a band. It's actually a composer, pianist, singer, music director, record producer. You're never going to believe this. I book these guys months, if not years in advance sometimes. And this week we have the musical stylings of Alan Menken, best known for his scores and for songs for the Walt Disney Animation (laughs) Studio films, The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and of course... Pocahontas. Wow, Alan Menken was busy. What are the chances? He's won two Academy Awards. And and you managed to get him for our Triptych Club. He is in. That is loving it. Um, And the other thing we do is... Oh, my God, so sorry. This is so rare. This is so rare, but you'll you'll forgive the interruption. I don't know if I will. Alan Menken. I didn't give you his full title. Alan Menken. EGOT. Get fucked. He is one of 18 people to have won an Emmy Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Only 18. And he's only one of two people to have won a Razzie, as well as an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony, making him a regot. Wow. That's the dream. Wow. That is the absolute dream. Congratulations. Um, and look, the other thing, the 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 one of the most beautiful parts of the Triptych Club is Matt um, holding the clipboard, lifting the velvet rope. We are all standing, we're cheering for you to enter into the club. Dave is on the stage. He's hyping you up. I'm hyping Dave up. I'll read the names for you, Dave. 
you hype them up. Are you ready? I am absolutely ready. We have four inductees this week. First up, from Brighton in Essex, it's Nick Wilson. They've nicked my heart. It's Nick Wilson. Yes. From Abbotsford in Victoria, it's Daniel Headley. I don't want this compliment to go to your Headley, but you might be the greatest person I've ever met. Yes. Uh, from address unknown, we can only assume deep in the, f- the, 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 the moles. Shelly, fitness. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think you are really fitness, and my gosh, don't you know it? You know that song from the streets? No. Fit, but you know it's Shelly. Uh-huh, okay. Uh, okay um, no, no, that's good. When it, I hold. Uh, okay. You know how when you hold a shell up to your yeah, ear, yeah. you can hear the ocean? Yes. Well, when I hold the ocean up to my ear, uh-huh. I hear Shelly. Whoa. That's amazing. That's what they mean to me. Stop putting your ear in the ocean. <laughs> no, I've got swimmers here. <laughs> Finally, from Gilliston Heights in New South Wales, it's James Horn. Sorry, I just need to blow my James Horn for a second. <laughs> legend! <laughs> legend! We've got a legend! <laughs> That's me blowing the James Horn. <laughs> Very good. Uh, thank you and welcome to James, Shelley, Daniel and Nick. A um, couple of Aussies in there. Isn't that nice? Yeah, great to have you in. Um, thank you so much. Welcome aboard. Make yourself at home. And the final thing that we need to do is just to tell you that we love you. And if you want to suggest a topic, you can over at dogoonpod.com. There's a link there. It's also a link in the show notes. And you can find us at dogoonpod across all social media as well. We'll be there. Can't get rid of us. Um, Dave, I reckon boot at home. Hey, you know where we will be next week? Where? Right here. Same place, same channel, same podcast. We'll be back with another fantastic episode. I can only presume and assume. But until then, also thank you so much for listening. And until then, goodbye. Laters. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.